Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. Welcome back to John and Lance in the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Oh, you think they can talk Texans football? Well, they obviously need the assistance of ESPN Texans reporter DJ Bienemy. Brought to you by Houston Powder Coaters and Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Two of my favorites, Houston Powder Coaters and the Golden Nugget Lake Charles. And they're bringing you DJ Bienemy every week right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, actually throughout the station. He is going to be uh, giving us Texans, Texans information. DJ, welcome to our show. We appreciate you being here. Uh, looking forward to a nice season this year. Absolutely. This is probably the best, um, you know, walking song I've gotten on any show ever. It's not even and those close. Are jamming. Not even close. It's not even close <laughs> to get Zap. That was Zap, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Featuring yeah, Roger. No, that was special. Featuring Roger, the old. 80s bounce so uh, and funk. So, speaking of the funk, it was a little funky yesterday uh, with the first start on the offensive line. You know, people are going to focus on C.J. Stroud. I'm going to focus, D.J., on the offensive line not being where it needs to be, which everyone already knew that. I wonder, did, you, did the Texas talk at all about, was this the game plan for him to get, for C.J. to get two, uh, for him to get two series, or did they change anything based on issues with protection? Nah, I think they're all, he was always scheduled to get a couple of series. I mean, the broadcast even said initially he was only going to get one, but then he had two to do a pick on that first one. But I think it was always to make it quick. You just kind of wanted to see a clean operation. But even through CJ struggles, I wrote about it yesterday, that one of the reasons for the struggles was the fact that he was pressured on 60% of his job back. Now, granted, some of the pressure was self-induced. Like, even on the first throw to Nico, you know, right, like where – he kind of held the ball a little bit longer than he would like. Um, but even, you know, outside of, even on the sack, right, before he even left the top of his drop, he had somebody in his face on um, route two sacking him. So, yeah, the offensive line was, was bad, and I think that was a indicator of that why the Texans spent the money that they spent to secure the offensive line in Larry Council, in Tyler Tower, in Shaq, in trading building, Juice Scrubs, and hoping that Kane Green can the next step in year two because, you know, we all know, you know, CJ isn't necessarily the most athletic guy in the pocket. So you're going to need to give him a clean offensive line, especially in that first year as he's transitioning from when he had at Ohio State um, from the protection to the skill players to the NFL where he's just not going to have that same level of comfort that he had in college. So um, I think you're right. The biggest takeaway wasn't necessarily CJ shot interception was the fact that the offensive line was getting beat like a drum. Yeah, well, it, it is the Patriots, and it is that makeshift offensive line. It, it, obviously, guys not playing, guys hurt, all of that stuff uh, going on. ESPN all morning, right now, as a matter of fact, did we le- what did we learn from C.J. Stroud's first preseason game? And they've got his stats up there, and they continue to show the interception. We didn't learn anything, okay? It, 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 what did D'Amico had, had say? It's no big. It's it's no big deal, right? Can we stop on this stuff? Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the defense. Did we learn anything about the defense last night, DJ? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You learned that the defense is already starting to show some of the signs that you want to see from a Danico Lions led defense. Now, granted, it's preseason. I remember last year, Lovey Smith's defense looked pretty good. We saw what it looked like in the season. But I think the number one thing that stood out to me is, and what transfers no matter what, is the fact that they were able to stop the run with consistency all last night. It had seven tackles for loss. Um, obviously, only allowed nine first downs at any time. They, they, the Patriots tried to run the ball. It was tough slay. And I think that was probably the most encouraging time. Because, again, remember last year, the Texans, you know, anybody could run, run for over 100 yards against them. And they allowed the sixth most rushing yards ever in NFL history for a single season. And you kind of saw that ferocity, that control of the line of scrimmage. You just didn't see much last year, even in preseason, even and obviously during the regular season. So I think that's probably the most positive sign because we know their back end is going to be just fine. Right, you got there Stephen. You got Jalen because you guys any war. You got Stephen enough, and that doesn't King correct Tyler Thomas and this nickel. We know the back end is going to be fine. They had more interceptions and a lot of touchdowns through the air last year. But we, but we know the biggest concern is always going to be that run defense. And the fact that they were able to control the line of scrimmage consistently, get some CFLs, and not allow many big games—that's probably the most encouraging time to come out of preseason from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, this is for me how that front seven plays. Is I'm really curious to see how the front seven ends up playing, how they get after, after the quarterback. Because, man, if your front seven's good, it's going to have a big impact on how bad the running game was. If you can stop the running game, I mean, how bad you know the run defense was. If you can stop the, run, the running games of other teams, it gives you a chance to uh, you know, not allow them to control tempo of games. You can rush the passer. It helps on the back end. I think this front seven, you know, for all the things that we're going to focus on, Stingley and all that, and rightfully so, but getting, but having a front seven that is not only functional, but maybe improved beyond our expectations against the run and as a rush unit, man, that can have such a big impact on how quickly a team can build into a competitive, competitive team. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, based on last night with the pass rush that was popping up from time to time, even you know when he threw that pick, the Patriots. I don't even think they got a first down. Um, after that, they, you know, there was that third down and there's no pyramid got that sack. And you had Will Anderson screaming off the edge. And one thing I noticed was, like, there was still coverage on the back end. And if that pass rush can continue to follow up on your point, he can sit on a lot of routes, right? Because it's like, all right, I know my, my pass rush can get there. I know the ball has to come off fast. So when I'm on a hit procedure pocket, I don't necessarily have, I can just, See on what if he's gonna break inside, he's gonna break outside. I can sit a little bit. I know if they try to go deep, one, they're all pretty good athletes, but if they try to go deep, it's gonna be a rough throw. So I can kind of almost undercut it and set that they go throwing the deep. But since it's coming out, if it's coming out hot on an outbreaking route or in breaking route, I can sit and then, you know, turn my eyes to the ball and be able to make plays that way too. So I think, um, to follow up on your point, the pass rush should, could be a lot better than we expect again. Anderson, we know what he brings. Southern Rankin, he's obviously a pretty good defensive tackle, pass rusher. Um, and then, you know, um, what's, it, what's it called? You had Jeremy Gennard, who is really good, right? Um, you know, he had eight sacks in 2021 in 12 games. Last year, though, with some injuries, obviously, he never looked the same out there. He hurt his calf. And he got Jerry Hughes, who had nine and a half sacks. And he's using a rotational piece at the age 34, 35. He's keeping fresh. He's keeping fresh down the stretch of the season. And in games when you really need to get out the passer, and you can get a little, you know, you can get a little creative, right? You can have you coming off the edge with Will Anderson, and then you can take Willie Collins off the field, put 
Renard in the three check or the nose, and now you have, you know, uh, Sheldon obviously in the interior. Now you have four legitimate, like, pass rushers that can get after the quarterback that can win one on one. Uh, so yeah, no, I think Packers is going to be a lot better than people realize. So I, I think the baseline for this defense in 2023 is a top 15 unit from a yard standpoint, from a DVOA standpoint, from a points per game standpoint. I think the baseline is top top 16. Interesting. DJ BNMA with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, brought to you by Houston Powder Coaters and by the Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Henry Totoa had a had a nice game. He's all over the field. He had five tackles last night. Where is he? Is he, are we going to see him in regular season games this year? I believe so. I think, you know, he, he's been rotating with the ones at practice. Some days he goes with the ones. Sometimes he goes with the twos. There's, sometimes he goes with the ones in between um, team periods. So, let's say team period one, you might not see Henry, but then team period two, you might see Henry with the ones. So, I absolutely think we'll see a, a decent amount of Henry Totola this year. Because, again, I think the, the, the main five is obviously Christian Harris, is O'Pearman, um, Blake Cashman, Henry Totola, and Christian Kirksey. So I think those will be the main five this year. And I fully expect Henry Toto to play. Because, again, like, if, if, if he's even, if it's even with, uh, you know, with Henry and, let's say, let's go play Cashman or Christian Kirksey, it makes more sense to go with the younger guy and more cost-effective. He's cheap and you have him under control for the next three years after this season. So it just makes total sense to, if it's even, which there's been times where you see the talent flash, you just roll with the younger guy, you know? So, I think we could really, we're going to see a decent amount of Henry Toto. Now, I'm not thinking, you know, he's going to be like the starting linebacker in the year of the year if you want to tell him. Nah, but you don't necessarily need that. You just need um, him to be given a role, execute that role, and then as he continues to um, master that role, you put more on his plate for his rookie season. DJ, do you get a sense of who the leaders may be, not, not from a coaching standpoint, but in the locker room, on the field, for the offensive and defensive sides of the ball? Man, on the on the offensive side, I, I I truly think like I know he's young, but I really think CJ is truly a leader of this team. You can just tell by the way he talks in the press conferences. Obviously, he takes blame for everything. Like I know that's like that's little things, but people don't realize, like fans don't realize how much that really matters. Because players listen to the pressers. Like I've had players DM me before about what was said at a presser, and I remember the fiasco with Zach Wilson. Uh, after the New England Patriots game where he didn't take any blame for the offense, only having scoring three points and having left two yards of total offense in the second half. So CJ is, has a lot of self-awareness, loves to take accountability. I think he kept saying, you know, it was my fault, my fault, my fault. And in that interception, I should have been this. Obviously, I wish I could take it back. Um, I can't put my offense and my defense in that position. Those are little things that, that truly matter. And I've had players really speak about the fact that he's a natural-born leader. Obviously, Larry Tunsil is another leader on that team. That's something he takes true pride in offensively being an offensive leader. Like, he took massive pride in the fact that he was a captain last year. And on the defensive side, Alton Bernard up there, um, obviously Jalen Petrie, big-time leader, Jimmy Ward. Right. Uh, so those are, like, the main five um, that I'll put in that, in that leadership role. So, yeah. DJ, BNMA. Petrie, I was going to say, John, Petrie is the guy. I noticed ESPN yeah. <clears throat> even had a list of of players to go from, you know, great to star and from average to starter and things like that. And they had Jalen Petrie on the list to go from kind of an unheralded, very good player. I, I 
anyone who's around the Texans for any amount of time, anyone who's watched the Texans can see that Jalen Petrie is built way different. And I think it will really unlock here with, with D'Amico Ryan's defense. I think we're really, I think he's got a chance to kind of become, I don't want to say a star, but he's going to become well-known around the league. There's no question about that. Yeah, I completely agree there. I think I can take it a little bit further. I think if the pass rush lives up to the talent that is, that's been brought in and overall talent that they have, I think he could, he could have a potential all-pro type season. I think he could be like the safety of San Francisco. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, um, but I think he could have that type of all-pro type season, right? Because he didn't have a nose to the football. You know, whether the ball carry or it's through the pass game or a run game. Again, he had over 140 tackles and he had five interceptions. One of eight players in NFL history to ever do that. But I truly believe that all pros on the table. I think Pro Bowl is like the baseline for him because you kind of saw flashes of the range. Obviously, there are times where it wasn't perfect as a rookie, but that, that happens. But we all remember that Dallas Cowboys game where he basically kept the Cowboys out of the end zone on one to the drive when he had a plethora of pass breakups. So, and then, you know, he could have had six minutes. He could have had more interceptions because he dropped a couple. I remember one against Miami got called back for, um, I think, uh, passing the strings on Steven Nelson while guarding Tyreek Hill. Like, and then we, I know earlier in that game, two threw the ball over the middle to Tyreek Hill and Jalen came in, just lost the ball from that. So, again, and there's been times where we've seen him down on the line of scrimmage in practice um, where they've been using him in safety blitz situations. So, this guy is going to look kind of crazy. I don't want to go as far as he's going to look during, during day, uh, James-ish, but, but, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, you see, like, 10 PBUs, four interceptions, three sacks, eight TFL. So, I think he could have a, like, a real deal breakout season. That's the G- DJ BNMA right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He'll join us Friday mornings at 9 o'clock right here. So, we'll talk about... The Dolphins next up, uh, uh, right in the Texans' sights, okay? The Dolphins next week, and with the much-hated Dolphins uh, will be against the Texans. We'll talk about that next Friday right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. DJ BNMA brought to you by Houston Powder Coders and by the Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. DJ, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate you guys having me. It should be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great season. Yep, 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 hopefully. From your mouth to God's ears, a great season. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, time for me to talk about your prostate. Not yours, DJ. I'm talking about this is the Usted form. Ustedes, you have, if you've got a prostate issue, well, you need Doc Manavis because she's awesome. She is going to do it differently. Look, in the past, if you had an enlarged prostate, they would cut it, and the, the process is awful, awful awful and they're still doing that there are some places to you we can't be luckier that we live in the city of houston where we have doc manavis where she will just take an iv that iv is about 45 minutes she wants you to hang out for a little while afterwards it's basically a long lunch and you are cured no pain no surgery outpatient it can't be better but you need to take care of it if you have an enlarged prostate because it could lead to urinary tract uh, problems. It could lead to liver and kidney problems. So you need to take care of it. If you are getting up in the middle of the night a bunch, if you can't start and stop, if you can't hold it, if, all of these things are signs that you have an enlarged prostate. And Doc Manavis is here for you with the 
best way to take care of it. Do not get surgery if you have an enlarged prostate. Go to Doc Manovese at 975prostate.com, 975prostate.com. ESPN, 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man... I didn't know it was that bad. But, hey, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Let's switch it up for a minute here, guys. We've been talking about all Astros and all Texans this morning here. And a little Phil Mickelson thrown in there. I want to switch it up to some college uh, football. I'm looking at a list of guys who will have the biggest impact this year on the college football playoff race. And you guys tell me. Okay, new quarterbacks. Okay, well, um, Joe Milton. Joe Milton. I guess people tell me he's the best quarterback that's come along in three decades or something. So, I mean, I'm I'm, hyperbole, but I have never seen this level of hype for a quarterback almost seemingly out of nowhere. He didn't. Well, he he didn't play last year except when Hendon Hooker got hurt. Here, new starting quarterbacks for potential contenders. Joe Milton is number one on this list. Drew Allar at Penn State. Carson Beck at Georgia. Kyle McCord or Devin Brown at Ohio State, and Tyler Buckner at Alabama. Who will have the biggest impact, though? I'm going to say not Tyler Buckner. I I like to trend towards the negative, and Tyler Buckner is basura. (laughs) Why do you think that? Have you seen him? Yeah, Notre Dame. Oh, that's right. Oh, he's... But have they named him at Alabama? I I don't know if he's been named the starter, but I'll tell you they were so unimpressed with him that they've been sneaking around quarterbacks really all summer, well, at least in the transfer window. They tried to go after Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, who didn't even have a really good year last year. I mean, he's a good runner, man. He cannot throw. And um, And they got another guy named Ty Simpson. Yeah. They they alleged, you know, Talia Tungavailoa mentioned that some SEC school was trying to give him money to transfer. Well, is it any, would it be a stretch to say that they No, he wasn't given money. He would have paid for his name. Sure. Okay, sure. Whatever. Um, He he threw that out there at at his media day, so the thought was with the ties to the Tugavailoa family, they reached out to him. So I, that doesn't make me feel good about Alabama's quarterback situation when they're reaching out trying to find a guy after bringing in Buckner. What about Drew Eller in Penn State? He's the guy who they've been waiting for. Like They yeah. had to suffer through Sean Clifford, I guess, and Sean Clifford led him to a Rose Bowl, and they won a Rose Bowl, so it couldn't have been that bad. But that's the guy all the Penn State people are, when they look around the country and see all these top-level quarterbacks, they say, we finally have a guy like that, and they think he's he's the one. You know, Joe Milton is has incredible physical tools. He's in an offense that's very quarterback-friendly. He could end up having a really big year. He's got to be a lot better than he was at, at Michigan, to be sure. But um, Carson Beck has got to keep your eye on because they've got some wide receiver talent at Georgia this year, more than maybe we've seen in the past, and Beck is supposed to be a talented quarterback. So um, it is strange that we see players – you almost have to put a quarterback in from, from Ohio State because every Ohio State quarterback plays 
at a high level and has unbelievable stats, and they end up, you know, being competitive for championships. So, um, I think I think those are all names. I think those are all good names, John. That we have to we have to keep an eye on. Um, you're yeah, talking, are, that, and that was for national championship, right? Right. right. Yeah. No, well, they're they're going to play a role. You know, you know, Tennessee might upset somebody, or Penn State might have a run where they could possibly. And Ohio State's always in it. You know, so so these guys are in. in Alabama's always in it. Georgia, Carson Beck. We'll find out if he can take over and you know continue that run. But here's some guys that are already that have played for teams and that need to take another step. Quinn Ewers, Texas. Jaden yeah. Daniels at LSU. Jordan Travis at Florida State and JJ McCarthy at Michigan. Yeah, but they're all pretty well thought of, though. Yeah. So there is yes. definitely that chance. Yeah, but okay, so those guys play well. All their teams have a chance if those guys play well. And of course, there's Caleb Caleb Williams and and Cliff is there too. And by the way, there was a story this morning that I was looking at that, that Cliff is making a, a huge difference for Caleb Williams might take another step with Cliff uh, calling the play. He really now at could. USC. He really could. He doesn't need to take a step though. Connor Weigman is a player who I, I'm really interested in. I know he's going up against Max Johnson right now, and I think it'll be a, a good camp battle. But you know, a lot of people were excited about him last year, headed into the year. He's supposed to be very talented. Um, we could see flashes of that. Eight touchdowns, no interceptions last year in the five games he played. That's a guy to me who I would I would keep an eye on in terms of. Uh, potentially having an impact on the SEC. Because if AM can get good quarterback play, and it's been since Kellen Mond's senior year that they've had that, but if they can get good quarterback play, I think there's enough there to to finally, you know, make a little more noise. I shouldn't say finally, but maybe to stave off the hounds with, with Jimbo Fisher. And, of course, we talk about the importance of having Bobby Petrino there. That could be a really interesting combination, too, for a player that – Frankly, I think needs to take a step, uh, Connor Weigman. If 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 you're going to you know to to take some of the fire off of Jimbo Fisher, I I really am curious about what happens to Jimbo if he ends up with seven or eight wins, uh, because Aggies are really grow, growing restless right now over there. Did you guys happen to see that little meme of Bobby Petrino on a motorcycle with an Aggie yell leader on the back of it? Uh, Bobby, no, Bobby. I saw that he's he's on the. With another SEC cheerleader, another SEC or whatever it was. No, it was it was an Aggie yell leader on the back. Right, but they said on this thing it was cheerleader. Yeah, and what I saw, they were making fun of. Although he wasn't with a cheerleader, uh, it was it was a diving coach at Arkansas. No, yeah, no, 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 no. But the the headline was Bobby Petrino spotted riding motorcycle with A and M student. That's... Right, right. Did he a, not ride a motorcycle? Was that from thinking? a reputable source? It was SEC it ranked. It was. It I was think. ball sack. Oh, ball well, sack. that's not oh, reputable. Oh, it was ball sack? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't, I you thought didn't it was open a it joke, when though. I sent it? I, I sent it to you. Yeah, and it was like, it directed us to a, like a, a website, LS, L, an LSU website or something. One of your propaganda yeah. sites. Yeah, one of your. Well, you didn't, you didn't open it? It's funny. It's Bobby Petrino. Yeah, He's I, got a, an Aggie yell leader on the back, and well, he crashes yeah, the motorcycle. Yeah, a gif, and yeah, they're making fun of him, but it's. It wasn't reputable, John. You're sending. Yes, it was reputable. I believed it. We're looking for real news, and you're sending us SEC slander. That's not SEC. It's LSU, and it's a reputable. It's uh, off season LSU SEC slander. 
I mean, it, it's it's feasible because of his history, but I click on it. Oh, that's just some LSU fan. College football fun. is going to be on top of us before we know it. I mean, Premier League starts this weekend. Everton versus Fulham, a big game. It's a big game for us for this show. Yeah. Big game for this show. John, I've got Everton. Dell's got Fulham. You're playing you're playing at our place, right? Yeah, Goodison Park. Yeah. Last year, Goodison Park, John. You're you they're letting you guys build a new facility? Yeah, we're building a new facility. Oh, gonna it's gonna suck if our first year with this it. new facility were a championship. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, John, it's over your head, but just know Arsenal is still contending for a title, so we know you're excited about that. Yeah. I am. I'm very excited. I can't be. I Who's your favorite Arsenal player? Doug. All of them. I can't pick all one. of them. Doug. You, all of them. Doug. Oh, I Doug. can't pick one. Okay. Okay. That's, that's like picking a favorite child. You just don't do it. What do you think about Harry Kane leaving the Premier League and going to Bayern Munich? Yeah, I don't know. You, know, I, you didn't think about it. Stories. You're making up stories. No, now. it's true. He's going to Bayern well, Munich. Well, and nobody. No, England's no captain. One could know. No England's one could captain. Know. One of the top strikers in the Premier League leaving. No one could know he's that. He's taking Saudi right. money. Well, I feel like... Oh, well, he did it very oh, he's secretly. Going to he's going to Germany. He's not taking Saudi money. Well, I'm going to say that from now on. When somebody leaves a place, I'm going to say, great, Saudi money. If Kyle Tucker leaves us, guess what I'm going to accuse him of? Saudi. Is Brad Kellner taking Saudi money? Yes, he is. Yes. Did Cody Stoops take Saudi money? Yes, he yep. is. Or did they just run away from Jake? <laughs> Will you stop? Will you stop? They're taking Saudi money. Okay. You think that's it's more better people. to say that? Oh, it's, it's more getting their bag. It, it's nicer to say that. Okay, taking Stop. Saudi money is the new it's, whatever. You can just use that for whatever. I'm just making jokes because they didn't invite us to the uh, to the going. No, away we didn't party. get invited. No, we didn't even get invited. Yes, you're invited. I didn't get invited. You'll probably see an email invited. at some point from Esme. You won't check it. Well, if I'm already yeah. home, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not driving back around here after a late invite. That's disrespectful. I can't eat. I, w- I don't have coffee today. I'm not allowed to have coffee. I got to go have some tests done. They're just normal. But they said, you can't have caffeine. I'm like, I can't have caffeine. Yeah. And no food either. And you can't have caffeine 24 hours before your test. Like, what? Wow. What? What? Wow, that's, that's terrible. And they what said, about it's Lights? a four hour test and you'll be here until three o'clock and you won't be. No, you can't have. Oh, yeah. I could add Coors Light. Yeah. Could, I could add my Strudel Bell. Yeah, I could. It didn't have caffeine in it, I don't think. Okay, yeah, no caffeine. That's great. So you know what I'm going to do? If, if I'm going to go take those tests, I'm going to throw down a bunch of Coors Light. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Okay. And, and listen, if I'm not going to take those tests, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm probably going to throw down a bunch of Coors Lights. It's what I do. You know why? Because my mountains are blue. Here at the, the, the hotel where we're staying at, they're, they're, they have Coors Lights right there. And I'm like, what a great, great place this is because the mountains are blue. The mountains are always blue when you get those cool, cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Lights in the, free, in the refrigerator. Make sure that you got some when your buddies come over because they're going to want to be refreshed. You want to keep Texas chill. I'm keeping Texas chill. I'm doing my part. That's all I can do. you got to do your part, too. I can't do it all. I'm trying, but I can't do it all. If you're looking for the world's most refreshing beer, keeping Texas chill, it's cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Climb on, brother. You've got a talent you want to sell? Selflist.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence, John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. Our last segment before News of the Weird, and we call it a week here on the show. All right, so... 
Are you excited about Justin Verlander starting tonight? Yeah, I'm excited about uh, the energy in the building. I think yeah. fans are going to be really excited to see him in person again. It's a it's a really cool welcome home, and uh, yeah, I think coming off yeah. the okay, you split with the Yankees, so be it. But then taking this, you know, taking a series from the Orioles, and then you're going to see Justin Verlander. I think it's a manifestation of the potential to compete for a World Series again. I think people will be really excited about it. Okay, so in the last series, you go to a six-man rotation now. You've got 22 games in 23 days. you got one day off after the Marlins uh, this this upcoming week, and that's it. Otherwise, you've got 22 games in 23 days. You've got a six-man rotation. You just had Valdez, Javier, and Brown. Now you've got Verlander, France, and Urquidy. And then in Miami, you'll have Valdez, Javier, Brown again. So it's getting kind of, you know, you've got three-game series and you've got three guys. And so would you – which one, if you're the opposing team, would you prefer to face? The Verlander, France, Urquidy threesome or the Valdez, Javier, Brown threesome? Nah, Verlander, Urquidy, France, just because, you know, pure talent, the other three is better. Um, but consistency right now, we don't know with Urquidy yet, but – you know, based on recent history, you're more afraid of you're more afraid Verlander. of well, especially France and and uh, yeah. and, and and Verlander. But when those guys are on, when Hunter Brown, Verlander, I mean Hunter Brown, Javier, or you know Fromber are on, you know it's going to be lights out. That's, it's really really hard to beat them. That's so. been a minute though since it has been. I well, mean, no, we saw one no hitter we've from Fromber. We saw one flash from Fromber. Otherwise, he wasn't. He was giving up runs again. I mean, you go look at his last six starts, and you're going to say, really? I mean, he had the one no-hitter and player of the week, but other than that, and Javier still isn't Javier, and Hunter Brown gave up another five spot yesterday. I mean, he was good, but he did give but up a five spot. But that threesome's more talented. It's Well, you're talking about the Cy Young guy, and for, you know, obviously France and Urquidy, but I don't know. I think if I was right now, with the with the way that they're throwing, I think I'd rather face. Yeah, Valdez, right Javier now, but I think the history of the names and what they've done, and I think that would be more scary for a team. They'd rather see the other one. You know, you're not. I'm sorry, but JP France isn't striking fear into the heart of hitters. Uh, he's he's just been really good. He's been a very good rookie, but he doesn't have a reputation yet. He hasn't pitched in a postseason. And Urquidy is you're talking about his second, what his second start coming back. So. I just think if just based on the question you asked, I'm just trying to look at it from a hitter standpoint. It's like, man, I know those other guys. I've seen them at their best. He's still, you know what you say? He's still Fromber. He's still Javier. Why wouldn't you say that? We always say that about everyone else. Wait, he's still this. We throw the name stuff in there. Uh, But yeah, from a baseball standpoint, Verlander and, and France have been much more consistent than Brown and, you know, especially Brown and Christian Javier. Fromber's been pretty good, but then. He did run into a, a spell. Um, the last the last game, he actually settled down after the early innings, but you know it doesn't look great on paper. Clearly, well, look his last outing: seven, six, six earned runs, nine innings, no hits, no earned runs, three and two thirds, six earned, six earned runs, five, four earned runs, six and a third, five earned runs. Hey, listen, his he's not been. He's not been the Fromber that we know, not for a, a month, a month and a half now. I mean, so, you know, I, 
the name is there, obviously, but Fromberg just hasn't been that. He has not been that guy. He's still got a three three eight. He's still, you know, still really, really good. And you're right. He he could be the top of a rotation guy. But the addition of Verlander has been has been really, really good. I mean, I just, I just now you got a for sure number one guy. And if it, if it was to start today, I mean, I guess Dusty would start would start Fromber in game one. I guess he would, but. I could certainly see Verlander getting that the, the ball in game one. We still got a little ways to go here, um, but but for, we certainly would be nice to see Fromberg getting back to more, much more consistent as as opposed to no hitter uh, sandwiched around six earned runs, six earned runs, four and five earned runs. Um, you know, so I mean, we'd be nice. I'd rather much rather have quality start Fromber than no hit Fromber. Well, I'd like no hit Fromber, but you're talking about no hit Fromber with all the games surrounding the no hitter, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. That, Quality start Fromber was the most consistent pitcher we've seen, uh, right. at least in that, you know, if that's the, the measuring tool, is just the quality start, which it used to not be as big a deal, but now it's kind of a big, like now when I see a, I'll be honest, it used to be we'd see quality starts, and I remember on the air we'd make fun of it. Oh, six innings, three runs, that's an ERA of a 4.5. But now when I see quality starts for like, Christian Javier, I'm like, eh, it's not bad. He got to six innings. I was expecting him to have 108 pitches by about you know three and two thirds. Um, and and to this day, I, I just watching more and more of Javier. He's just not challenging hitters the way he did last year. I don't know why he's a little gun shy, but he's got to throw early strikes, do a better job. It seems like he's getting a three two on damn near two, three out of you know three out of every five hitters. He's going to a three two count. You know, and he gets swing and misses, or he gets takes. So, and I think I feel like teams are just forcing him to eat up pitches. They're they're basically saying we're not gonna we're gonna make him throw pitches. We're gonna get him high into his pitch count. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, I'm ex- I'm excited about seeing Urquidy again. I mean, obviously the Verlander thing. You ex- you you know that's that's a given. But I'm actually excited to see how Urquidy looks in the second time around. I want to see the Jose Urquidy, the solid Jose Urquidy. I'm not asking for great, but if he can be solid, man, that could be a big, big help for the uh, Astros, and especially as they get into the postseason because if he's not in the rotation, which I don't think he will be, he could have a much bigger impact in the postseason this year than last year simply because of the injuries. Uh, Absolutely. Well, we'll see if he's – we'll see – if France keeps pitching, I, Dusty's got a lot of decisions. Jose Abreu has a bad back. McCormick has a knee. Well, uh, you know, Dubon's playing anyway tonight because that's Justin Verlander's caddy. That's his personal center fielder. So that's going to happen. I wonder what he's going to do at first base. If Abreu can't go, uh, he doesn't think Yiner's good enough defensively to be on the field with Justin Verlander. So uh, that might not happen. Maybe it's John Singleton again. Maybe... I don't know how you sit, how you could possibly sit Yiner tonight. I'd love to see Diaz at DH tonight. Yeah, DH more than likely. But, you know, Jordan in left field is not the the defense that that, that uh, Dusty's looking for. Well, if, you want Diaz on the, if you want Diaz to play. If you want Diaz to play, is right. Unless you put Diaz at first base and you know bite the bullet on the on the defense. It's not like Jose Abreu. He's got to he's got to play Jose Abreu at first base. This guy's not a seen Jose Abreu play this year at first base. It's not great. It's just not great. 
he he makes a lot of errors. So I'm not sure. Yep, gotta get gotta get Jose Abreu at first base for for Justin. Um, yeah, and uh, McCormick it does have a knee bruise, so that uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that he's going to be available. But Mauricio Dubon plays center field anyway, uh, while Justin's on the mound. So we'll see. We'll see what he what they do tonight. Whether or not Yiner's in the lineup, John Singleton's in the lineup. What's up? What's up with uh, McCormick? If that knee is any better, uh, and we'll see if Jose Abreu's back is any better too. So we got all those questions to an- be answered tonight. Uh, for your Houston Astros. All right, let's take a break, and News of the Weird is coming your way next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And uh, give me the VIN.com. Dell played that. I don't know if you heard that spot, but if if someone in your family has died, you know, you got, you got a car there that you have to sell. Not just died. Murdered. Murdered. A victim of genocide. <laughs> yeah. There's so many ways they will buy your car after the death of a family member. Right. You know, there are a thousand ways to die. So um, and no matter how it is, no matter how that person, that loved one died, maybe the first thing you're not thinking of is, how, what am I going to do with this car? Or I may, let me make some money on this car. Maybe it is the first thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is the first thing that you're thinking of. No matter what, at some point, you're going to want to sell that vehicle. And so John Clay Wolf says, sell it to me. Sell it to me. It, it, somebody died. We're sorry, but you got to sell your car. You might as well sell it to me and get more for it. That's what John Clay Wolf is saying. He's not saying anything. He's not judging how people died. He's not trying to. He's not. He's not asking for people to die. What he's asking for is if someone did die, that you sell the, your car to John Clay Wolf. It's all at GiveMeTheVin.com. Dead, alive, doesn't matter. You can sell your car. At GiveMeTheVin.com. I just signed your death warrant. Quit living paycheck to paycheck. Be your own boss on Selfless.com. Time now for news of the weird with John and Lance. Weird. 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 John and Lance weird. News of the weird. News. News. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Guys, there's a new study out that says empty nesters are happier and healthier than parents with kids at home. Do you believe that or yes. not believe that? I believe it. Okay. That's weird. The, That's the, weird. Another study this says... news is weird. Well, here's the deal, though. We All three circumstances are here. Okay, I don't have any... I, I'm an empty nester. Lance, you have kids at home. And the other study says that people with kids are happier than people who don't have kids. And Dell doesn't have kids. So Dell is the most unhappy, and we see that every day on the show. Well, you are miserable, Lance, but you're happier than Dell, but still miserable. And then I'm the happy one. I think I'm we need to point out environmental factors. You, you, you're bringing up kids, but I have to deal with you two, while you two have to deal with me, the much easier person to deal with, despite having kids. I deal with John and kids. I deal with you and John. That's I deal still, with that's, you two. You get it all in and one. And I'm still happy, which is amazing. <laughs> well, because you're an empty nest. You guys don't deal with it all day. I deal with you yeah, enough. I deal with empty nest all day. I got yes. I got texted by John in the middle of the night about soccer, so it feels like all day. <laughs> wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Oh, yeah, women's. Yeah. yeah, about women's soccer of all things. That's right. So right. I can't right. get away from him. And then you have the star of the Netherlands or whatever saying, ha, ha, I'm glad they got oh, eliminated. Oh, yeah, that's a story that came out 
Oh, loud mouth. Bear, uh, she went after Bear Steam, the one, if you no one here watched the game but me, I guess. But uh, she had all these chances to score yesterday. But before the game, she said, I'm glad the U.S. is out there, arrogant. And then Sydney LaRue, who didn't play on this team, said, You know what we learned before we start talking bleep? We win gold medals. <laughs> before we start talking. Yeah, we, we learned to go win, and then we start talking. So the U.S., despite not being in it, heard those words and. We're looking out for her, and she made she missed a lot of chances. So maybe she should have, you know, scored some goals before she ran her mouth. Be, don't don't run your mouth, woman, before you get a oh, gold medal. Oh, I didn't say all woman. that. Woman, I didn't say that woman stuff. <laughs> wow, what am I supposed to call her? Well, don't 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 run your mouth. And well, speak speaking of which, here's a story: seven West Yorkshire police officers have to apologize. They dragged an autistic girl from her home, arresting her. She was screaming and kicking. They they arrested her because she told the police officer, she said, you look like my lesbian nana. And they arrested her for that. I, so I do is you, that an arrestable offense? Yeah. Can I know you're not supposed to berate the police. I'm not even sure that's arrestable. But all she said was... You look like my lesbian in Nana. the states. I see videos of people saying oh way God. worse stuff to the police, way worse, and throwing water on cops in Chicago. You know, I mean, no, that's not an arrestable, especially for an autistic girl. I mean, what yeah. you say to me? No, your audience. Did she ever say? Did somebody say what you say to me, bruv? You call me your your lesbian Nana? Lesbian. Let's go. Lock up. Let's go. Into um, the wagon, you. Apparently, evangelicals are now rejecting liberal teachings of Jesus. Do you? And I just heard the Lamb of God. I didn't sound like the <laughs> Lamb of God that I know. We ran a spot come. for a, a concert, a band, Lamb of God. And I, I told John during the break. It was Pantera, right? Um, well, it was I, Pantera and Lamb, and Lamb of God. God. I believe yeah. there was a certain segment of the song where they bleeped out MF I don't as think part Jesus of the promo. I don't think that. So I don't think he the says, Lamb of God ever said that. Well, you don't know what Jesus was all about. When he was well, tossing per- around those tax, the, all that money, those those tax collectors in the church were doing, whatever that story is. Right. You don't well, think he a- said, you mother. <laughs> oh, no. What are you doing? Sa- I know he didn't say that. You weren't there. How do you know? You weren't. Were you yeah. there? Yeah. You don't know. Well, you pay well, Caesar what you is due Caesar. Do you know? You don't know. Yeah. You don't actually don't. You don't know, know well, John. Well, apparently Jesus had a lot of liberal talking points that are now being eliminated. What liberal talking points are <laughs> well, evangelicals against? Well, turn the other against? cheek. We're not doing that anymore. I mean, we're not going to do that. Okay. Hey, where, where, where did you get these liberal talking points? Well, Jesus gave Well, Jesus to told so. us to turn the other cheek. Yeah, Jesus told us. <laughs> so we don't have to cheek. do that anymore? Apparently not. We're, com- we're coming right back at you. Help the poor. Okay. So, no. Yeah. The unhoused. Right. Give alms to the <laughs> unhoused. Yeah. Help yeah. the unhoused. No, we're not doing that. Like I that, said, no. I'm going back to homeless. No, that, there's nothing no. more wrong with that word. Apparently, no, yes, you are not progressive. I'll just decide what I'll just decide what I think is the right word. Well, that's because you are not serious people. I am serious people. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Apparently not. If you're going to say homeless, okay, the Instead H of word, unhoused. Unhoused is the word now, Lance. Um, is a it? new study says people expect others to mirror their own selfishness or generosity. 
think so that's if, true. if you're dealing with somebody, you're, you think that they're going to be either as generous or as selfish as you are. That sounds so, true. Uh, that doesn't sound so, like news of the weird. That just sounds like psychology. Yeah. You project right. yourself onto others all the time. Well, exactly. So you always think people are going to be ugly and mean. That's I'm not. Okay. See, I, I have to fight this all the time. It's really getting to a point where I want this to happen to you. I hope that you choke on a piece of concrete and literally go to hell. That's Lamb of God Jesus talking right there. Um, I don't hate people. I don't that's care ugly. about them. That's hateful what you just no, did. That, 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 gr- that girl said that. that. Is. I didn't it is say true, that. though, that when somebody is generous, they're like, What about hey, you? How come you're not as generous as I am? Excuse me. Yeah. Did you just see this? And when Let's and, go. And John, he, he surrounds himself with other degenerates, and when he finds someone who isn't like that, he has a problem with them. Well, I think if you do... Keep, yeah, I have a problem. I don't trust people who don't drink. Yes. Yeah. You, if you keep trust. degenerates around you, you are going to expect things to be a certain way. Yeah. And when he yeah. runs into someone who isn't that or rejects it altogether, oh, he's mean. He's 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 ugly. He's awful. No, I'm just an, a different person than you. That's she all. Has something else that's actually weird, John. Yeah, Usually these are not weird stories. Stuff. This is just he, oh, he, oh, weird news of the weird here. He didn't try to by Jerry's Barbecue Shack. Hey, did you see this study? People with kids get cranky and they get mad at their kids while people who don't That's have weird. kids live awesome lives. Oh, what weird. a weird thing. He has he has filed this away as a show he wasn't going to try as soon as he got to Dallas. <laughs> Dead oh, on. I, well, when Started I with this, his first drink last night. Yeah, like, you know what? I'm not even going to no, try. See, you're wrong again. I'm When I planned, when I knew I was going to Dallas, then I said I'm not even going to Fine. Well, yeah. Either way. This is one know. of your worst not news of the weirds here. I've this ever a, heard. No, no one having sex with a doll or anything. Yeah. What is this? This is terrible. Nothing. No Just, Japanese uh, a man who was accused of... of you know, having a living doll that he married and then he ended up taking her to a, a pawn shop and they found stuff inside the doll. None, nothing, nothing, something. not anything. This is a ter- terrible, terrible effort. Done. And you, guess nothing what? from Florida. You're not the, one thing from Florida. This is an guess Austin Douglas news of the weird. <laughs> guess what? I'm done and I'm getting paid. And so I'm out. <laughs> you and Bill Brown, complete opposites. Com- total opposites. Professional workmanlike. You know who you are? The John Wall of radio. You know what? You know what I am. I'm this done is his with fat YouTube suit segment. This is fat suit John. He's fat suiting <laughs> his way out of the station. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to get fired. They'll still this pay him. He's not getting fired. The effort I'm giving you. That's all. It's fat that's suit all. John. James still wanted his money. He just didn't want to be here. That's right. I don't want to be here right now, so I'm out. Goodbye. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Well, don't you have to talk about somebody first? <laughs> he actually left. I'm done. No, you have to talk about somebody. Nah, he's done, unfortunately. No, he done? Okay. He's done. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. Goodbye. something to sell? I'll buy it at selflist.com.